hello guys thank you for coming on to this channel and you know just uh watching my efforts how i try to cover indian sports through my podcast uh just before we start this thing i would love if you can you know hit that like button that subscribe button and turn on your notifications so my videos would come to you anytime soon and if you are hearing this on spotify apple podcast google podcast anywhere anywhere you get your podcast just give it a follow so that you can hear each and every podcast i post there also don't forget to follow me on uh, instagram the carefort is the name go and follow and do like the post thanks now let's start with the podcast Good morning guys welcome to the carefort the indian sports podcast and today we have someone really special for uh, really special for me a person who has been uh, a motivation for me person who, who makes me inspire every day uh we have got dilip bisaya here i often call him dilip sir even though he doesn't like to get you know called as dilip sir just wants me to call him dilip but still okay so uh, dilip sir uh, i'm sorry dilip has worked as a writer and a journalist uh, he has he is a sports analyst and he has written uh, two to three books couple of books i guess uh, one is the sachin tendulkar won the final test second is the deloy wala books and is also the mind uh, behind swades uh, you might have heard of it in which sharfan acted and, and it was a big box of it so uh, dilip sir can start with a small brief introduction from your side as well uh, about what swades or just in general just in general so so yeah, well thank you kev thank you for having me on uh, uh, it's a privilege to be on a podcast like yours uh, and like i said yes you're right please call me dilip not no need of the sir but i i, I do want to say uh, uh, you know I, i i love sports i and uh, of all kind uh, but i am not strictly a sports journalist but still anyway i have written a lot about sports but I, i i particularly wanted to be on your podcast because we like to talk about sports you know uh, i used to uh, i play tennis fairly regularly now but i used to play cricket uh, not cricket basketball pretty regularly uh, many years ago and and i just because i i uh, I liked basketball, but like watching it so much, I thought I thought it would be nice to play, and playing was even more fun. So, uh, uh, you know, it's a pity that I had a knee injury and I had to uh, finally uh, stop playing basketball. But that that apart, it's just a magnificent game, and I I know you share that enthusiasm for it also. So, uh, but I those are my two favorite sports: basketball and tennis. But I I like you know I like badminton. I used to play badminton. I used to play squash. to play table tennis you know I, i played a little bit of cricket in my time but uh, it's just because of all that it's just fun to to observe and watch sports and then write about it and, and the personalities in sports and all are so interesting always whether it's a guy like uh, lebron james in basketball or it's you know somebody in, interesting in tennis the, the personalities of these guys may, are even more interesting to me than their actual game so yeah that's my that's my interest in sports journalism really maybe it's less about 
I would say it's less about the the numbers and the you know who scored how many runs and and you know things like that as opposed to what was in their minds and what what went through uh, what do they have to go through to get to be number one things like that. So now we have mentioned about uh, basketball and you used to play basketball. So talk about so can you just you know talk about your NBA days when you started watching NBA. When you get on 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 the 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 court, court. court. how did you get on the court? When you when you say my NBA days, NBA 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 days, 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 people will think I I I I I I used 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 to 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 play play in 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 watching watching I'll I'll change it. So So this this really got interested when lived the States 1980s. realize that's a long time ago, but it doesn't seem so long ago to me because the memories are so vivid. So I used to watch, I guess the first... Uh, time I really watched a lot was the uh, in 1984 when the Boston Celtics beat the uh, LA Lakers in in a seven game series. It was a fabulous series, you know. And I don't know why, because maybe I'd gone to to uh, to university pretty close to Boston, so I just had a slight preference for Boston. So I, where I was working in Texas at the time, I had a bet with a friend, not because I knew anything, but I just had a bet. I said, okay, Boston's going to win the series. And he said, "All right, no, LA is going to win." And I had no idea why I bet or bet like that, but I did. And and then so then that made me watch it even more. And it was a, you know, it was such a close series. There were a couple of really uh, uh, blowout victories on either side. I think the first game Boston won very a big margin, and LA won a, a game later on by a big margin. But other than that, they were very close matches and and games. And uh, it just it just gave me an appreciation for all these guys, you know. Uh, at the end, there was Karim Abdul-Jabbar, and there was this guy uh, Mike uh, Magic Daddy. Magic Johnson played for uh, for the Lakers, and other guys James Worthy, Michael Cooper, all these lot of very good players. Larry but Bird. Boston had a Larry Bird, who then really became like a hero to me, and I'll explain why. Uh, but also other guys, Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge, you know, just a, a Kevin McHale. So Boston was this kind of almost a LA was a more flashy team, but I felt Boston was just a little more solid, if you know what I mean. Uh, and yeah. that is exemplified by Larry Bird. You know, it was just he was, he was not a guy who could jump really high. He was he used to get injuries in his back, but he worked so hard on the court, and that's what I just loved about the guy. You could see him every moment of the game. He was in there. He he was aware of what was happening around him. He was jumping for balls. He was diving for the. Uh, to to get the balls that are going out of bounds, he was he was trying to be positioning himself even more than jumping for rebounds. He knew how to position himself for rebounds. Yes. Now that is a great thing. And and the greatest thing actually, he and Magic Johnson are the greatest passers I've ever seen. You know, the, the the instinct for passing was something tremendous. You know, they'd be he'd be coming along down the court, and you know, he just you think he's heading for the basket, and suddenly he's passed off this ball. He's not even looked at the guy he's passing to, but he knows that guy is there. And then that, whoever it is goes in, Kevin McHale maybe, goes in and scores a layup. Uh, just, just fantastic. It gave me an appreciation for the game in ways that I had not thought possible. The whole, the whole idea of uh, the greatest thing about basketball is not so much the scoring. The most important thing it is really rebounding and passing. I feel those are the big things in basketball. And that's true. Okay. I was reading about Magic Johnson. Like I haven't seen much of his game, and you talked about his passing, and I read that uh, you know when Johnson first came into 
the team when he entered the game he was already a star after coming out of a trap and the way he yeah. used to pass team did not know where to stand but when it uh, when they got to know you know when he when they understood how johnson reads the game after that just the history that shows that how yeah. great magic johnson was larry bird i also read about him and uh, his, his his whole journey is one game where he decided to yeah. just use his left hand the whole game that's right yeah that kind yeah. of like uh, sachin decided to cut out what the cover drive or something in one of his double centuries uh, yeah that's is that right i didn't realize that larry bird had done that Fantastic. yeah he, he uh, like i didn't even know about larry bird much but uh, you know, i i saw his one of his documentary which nb uploaded so they are talking like how larry bird came into the game and the way he carried and just one season i guess he was injured and how boston celtics fall yeah you know and, uh, they there's a there's also a lot of background there because you know larry bird and, and magic johnson were college rivals too and they played in the final of the ncaa the indiana state larry bird versus michigan state uh, magic johnson and, and magic won that one yes so and then they, right after that they came into the nba and this was the rise of the new nba because these two huge stars highly touted college players who come into the nba and then made their team so much better both their teams and then those teams became the big rivals and so boston won the first of those those matchups when they came to the finals but la won the next two but that's okay because also boston had some bad luck uh, in 86 they, they had a number one draft pick len bias who, who was a great university of maryland player and was supposed to be the next generation for for uh, uh, boston because the boston team was already getting older you know michael bird uh, robert parish all yeah but so len bass was going to be the the new blood but he died of a drug overdose before he yes. he joined the the team so uh, so part of the story really of that rivalry is the aging of boston over the over the middle and late 80s and yet how they larry bird kept them in comp- competitive for so long and you're right one time i think there was one season where he only played 20 games maybe i can't remember he was injured for most of the season and uh, yeah boston didn't obviously didn't do very well in that in that season so you know, it's a sign of what he meant to that team now it was like uh, making a you know a trio the big three in that era like yeah. uh, yeah. larry bird robert parish and kevin mckeel kevin mckeel yeah, yeah. big uh, those three really carried the team all great players you know mckeel was a a guy with arms you like you would not believe you know he was not a great athlete but he had such long arms he could block people practically by standing there <laughs> uh, but yeah, magnificent team very very interesting team yeah so talking about this lakers celtics rivalry uh, both of them were in the the special playoffs the bubble playoffs uh unfortunately this year you mean yeah this year yes Yeah, and yeah. Celtics had an early exit from the playoffs, but well, not not so early, right? They got to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, and what Miami beat them four two, is that right, or four one? I can't remember. Yeah, four one. So early. It's 4-1. still yeah. it was a classic rivalry which was highly anticipated, but then yeah. Miami came up out of the blue. Yeah. It's like 
So well, maybe Miami was just a tougher team. I think Miami did better in the regular season also. Right? They had a better record, if I remember right. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see Boston win, but it's not not that I know the players very well or anything. It's just because I have this ancient history for for uh, Boston, memory of Boston. But yeah, I mean, they've got some very very good players. That guy Tatum, right? Is that his name? Jason yeah, Tatum, Tatum is there. Yeah. Tatum, uh, Jalen so, Brown. Yeah, so they, I think they've they've got the nucleus of a really good team for the next uh, three four years at least. So I mean, I fully expect them to be not only back in the playoffs but contending for the finals next year. So uh, it's not not a big deal. I'm sure they're not worried about it. You know? A lot of these teams go, they plan for uh, a few years down the line. And Boston has been very good at that always. So. so, like, you have seen the game in the 80s and 90s. And then you, you have show, seen a short glimpse of what this uh, today's NBA looks like. What's your take on that? I feel it's, uh, you know, I may be just a naive observer here, but I feel what's one thing that has changed is that the game is a little less uh, physical in, in some ways. You know, it's it's more uh, it's a more kind of running game, but it's 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 less <coughs> people get less crowded under the basket than they used to. Uh, in the eighties, uh, when I used to watch, there was a lot more crowding under the basket of the people trying to position for rebounds and all. I think now people uh, the teams are more willing to take outside shots earlier and, and you know just therefore run with the ball take the shot and then run back on defense and, and then run again and keep you know you it's a they used to call it a run and gun offense uh, run and gun game but i'm, I'm not sure it, yeah maybe it's a bit of that it's a team and, and i think like i mentioned to you i feel like uh, the, the prime example of that is the excellence of a guy called uh, this guy Stephen Curry, you know, he's uh, Steph Curry. He's, he shoots threes like, I mean, from practically anywhere. And uh, and otherwise, he's just a sh- fairly short guy. He's not very big made. He's uh, he's just an intelligent player who has a has a great long shot. And uh, and he takes them. So, uh, and I think that is that, that is that is the big change in I feel in the in the between the 80s and now that people are taking longer shots much more often so and a three you know it's a the, 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 when you shoot a three it's, it's almost a psychological weapon because uh, you uh, if you make it and it's a close game you suddenly open up a lead of three which which is which is a two possession uh, difference you know typically and so that if it's a really close game going down to the wire you've got like half a minute left and somebody shoots a three then that other team gets down because they need they know that they have to have two positions so and steph curry is really good about that because in a close game often i've found that he will almost purposely shoot that three to to give that little edge that extra edge to his team so it's it's an interesting development in the game that there's so much more reliance on the three on the, on the three pointer yeah but but as we had about people talking this more of a softball, you know, they, they, they fear to go near the basket and they, you know, just, they just want no, to I shoot and come back and like. You know, the thing is that there were great physical rebounders in the past, Dennis Rodman, uh, you know, for the, for the Pistons and then Chicago, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. But the thing is when you're shooting threes, 
and you're making them, there's less reason to rebound it. And because the shot is being taken earlier, there's less time for people to get underneath the basket to, to uh, rebound. Again, I'm saying this is my naive uh, uh, reading of the game. But I, that's why I feel that less people getting in there. But I don't think that people are, are reluctant to say, go for rebound. I mean, Le, uh, LeBron is a great rebounder. and uh, you know He places a lot of emphasis on that. He's a very tough physical player. You know, so, uh, and there are others like this guy Butler for, uh, for uh, Miami. Hey. What's his name? Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's rebounding like crazy all the time. You know, there are there definitely you 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 cannot get away from rebounding in basketball. It's just that maybe the game has changed slightly so that you it's less uh, you see it happening less. But the game in the end, the team that grabs more rebounds is likely to win the game more often. That's that I really feel that. So, so now you're talking about James. Yeah. What do you think? Who's great? Jordan or James? Well, I would, if you're choosing just between those two, maybe it's my bias from the 80s saying, but I, I think Jordan wins it by a whisker. I'll tell you why, because I think, I, I think they're both great, great players. I just think it's an aesthetic issue for me. I think uh, uh, Jordan just had a little more grace and, and, um, and beauty to his game, and that's why I give it to him. You know, LeBron is there's, there's no denying that he's a great player. He scores, he rebounds, he passes. He has a great uh, awareness of the game and all that. But I just think, and Jordan had all those too. But I think Jordan just was a you know look look at all those clips of him soaring through the air and scoring and all. You know, I don't think LeBron is that beautiful a player. <laughs> and oh. I don't know if that's I don't know if that should be a criterion for choosing who's the greatest, but for me it is. Well, I, I can't deny I can't deny the fact that Jordan had that, you know, that particular flair, that particular finish in his game. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, what do I, you think? If I think if I if I have to bring you're comparing a 17-year-old experienced LeBron to a prime Jordan. A person yeah. who is already backed by one of the greatest coaches in the history, one of the greatest teams in the history, and it's like Jordan has stayed with his friend, with a with a particular franchise, considering yeah. he is very loyal to Chicago. But when you Chicago. see LeBron, he wanted, uh, you know, he wanted every team to grow. He wanted every market to capture. So he went yeah. from Cleveland to Miami. Miami back to Cleveland. Back to Cleveland. Then he came to then- Lakers. He yeah. made every market recognizable to the league to show them that and, and, to show and, that and, and got to, with, yeah. to the finals. Got, uh, yeah, each of those teams, right? Yes. So like he has won a, <coughs> one championship with each and every team, and that yeah. too has shown the potential that wherever he goes, the whole flow of NBA goes there. If it's yeah. a very small market team like Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, you don't even hear about them much. But when yeah. LeBron came from high school and then when he played, the whole old media was put, uh, putting him yeah. there. So that's that's the narrative which feeds. It's like Jordan had a very really good team backed by Scott Pippen and Dennis Rodman and the new triangle you got yeah. to remember that that, that that great team came later. He joined the NBA in 84. Yeah, he, he joined. 
won his first championship in what 90 i think so it took it took 5 6 years for him for his the team to grow around him and to to become the great team you know dennis rodman was slowly forming of... it was slowly forming like they had rude slowly forming they had rude order batch coming in i guess yeah. they, had, then... they had horace grant they had uh, uh, but the thing is that that in his first few years that chicago wasn't a good team there was they had a great superstar michael jordan but uh, the rest of the team wasn't good enough to uh, to win and and people larry bird would say that there was this famous playoff game in which uh, jordan scored 60 or 55 i can't remember some huge number and boston still won in double overtime or something so and larry bird is quoted as saying you know okay he 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 scored and it's not that they have they have great respect for each other those two but um, bird says they he scored all those those uh, points but we won you know the team won and yes. so for the first few years i felt i feel like uh, chicago wasn't yet a, a good enough team to to back this great talent so it took a few years for them to mature in different ways to get the right personnel in to get a guy like scotty pippen uh, you know get a, a re- great rebounder like rodman and then, then they turned into this championship team yeah so i mean uh, and you're right I, i it's i think a great tribute to lebron that he was able to to uh, take three different teams to the to the championships you know it's a, it's not a not a trivial thing at all and and he's you know when he left cleveland the first time cleveland hated him yeah so he's had to cope he's had to cope with all that uh, that kind of fan abuse and he's not a popular guy like michael jordan was so he's had to live with that also and yet he he's such an excellent player i mean hats off to the guy you know i it's just like i said my preference for jordan is just that i feel like jordan was a more a prettier player that's all game wise i cannot compare both of them because i haven't played as much as they are they are like super great players when it comes on the court but when you see yeah. it as a, overall lebron james had made himself into a brand which is you know far more valuable i feel when it comes to jordan maybe maybe yeah so uh uh i was thinking about this that how how at that point of time like what how would you judge a player how do you see them like in today's time if you want to you know you want to look up for a player you go to the statistics website see the numbers and if you are a nerd you'll deep dive into this the whole system of statistics okay. at that point of time how did you identify that these guys are great players like someone you have seen playing are really great but they haven't not mentioned much enough you know i was the sad thing is I, i have this book somewhere which i i was trying to locate before we started talking today i just can't find it on my shelf you know you can see my books back there <coughs> but i but they're not and that's only part of my book so i was looking this whole morning i spent looking i have this big book of nba statistics but this is like a 1990 book a guy who 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 looked up who put together statistics about all the players and how to evaluate them based on the statistics so that was like an early attempt at doing stuff like that which you know guys the money ball guys and all did for baseball later uh, so uh, but you know you got to remember that that kind of statistical evaluation of players is a is a 
really a phenomenon of the computer age when it became possible to to, to deal with statistics with that. Before before that, if you you know people had to do it by hand, it was much more difficult. So in the 80s, when I was watching that, there wasn't that much use of of uh, computers in these in these. Uh, in the in, in sports in the, in the basketball in particular so people would evaluate based you know scouting reports you'd go and see there's this hot kid coming out of north carolina michael jordan you know let's go and see what he's playing like go to the camps where he played and so on so uh, i i think obviously that still goes on now but i think you're right people are just doing much more statistical evaluation of players and and therefore finding the hidden gems which just scouting may not tell you about uh, you might find a guy who doesn't look very athletic or something, but but is able to shoot threes, you know. And and you say, okay, that's the that's the kind of guy I want for my team, and you know, pull him out of college and and uh, sign him up. But it's statistics which will tell you that. So I I do think that that's a a big difference these days. That uh, people use statistics much more, but not that they will give up their scouting reports. They have to do both in parallel. Uh, yeah. And that gives you a better sense of the players. Uh, yeah, you talked about all this, and it somewhere gave me a small thought about Pat Riley. Like, uh, Pat he Riley. was, yeah, Pat Riley. Uh, he was the, uh, coach, the, the current coach, Masia of the league, of, he uh, Miami. the Miami Heat. Yes. So, like, have you so heard you of the, uh, Have I heard of Riley? Yeah, Pat Riley, and you know how was it at that time? It was I guess Wasn't the coach of the Knicks. He was the coach of the Lakers in the eighties. Lakers, yeah. And then he was the coach of the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, uh, <coughs> it was also an era of great coaches, you know. So Phil Jackson, whom you were referring to, was a Chicago coach, but Riley was considered the great uh, one of the great coaches, the great coaching mind, and and took LA to that kind of level. Uh, there was a this guy who used to coach uh, uh, Boston called uh, old even older than even before the eighties Red Auerbach, uh, and then in the eighties there was this guy I think uh, Casey Green was his name I'm forgetting now but uh, uh, anyway all great coaches in, and in different ways you know they uh, they uh, uh, Riley was almost like his image he was always in the slick back hair and a suit and all. It, it kind of fit that LA image, you know, of of a flashy, uh, showtime kind of of team, and he encouraged that in his yeah. team. You know, encouraged a, a, a you know a, a, a kind of game that would uh, that would get the people, get the crowds into the stadium and watch to to watch. Whereas the other coaches, the Boston coach was much more interested in, in the kind of so-called blue-collar game that. That Boston had, you know, hardworking and not so flashy. Maybe not bring in all the crowd, but but get the wins anyway. Whereas uh, Phil Jackson was, uh, I I think of all of them, it's hard to say that, but I think Phil Jackson was the most cerebral of the. He yeah. thought a lot much more about the game and not just the game, but different aspects of life that would have bearing on the game. I think Phil Jackson paid much more attention to that than. I, a little more attention to that than uh, many other coaches. So. That brings me to the, my last question for the last dance. Okay. I hope you have seen that. So, yeah, what happened? The Netflix series. Yeah, the Netflix series. Like. Yeah. Yeah, of course how, I saw it. Yeah. How was it? Like, do you like? Uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, it was. It was. Uh, I, 
you know, even though it's supposed to be about Chicago, it really was about Michael Jordan. You know, and it it gave you a sense of, uh, you know, he he was hard on his players, hard on his colleagues, and uh, in in the pursuit of 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 uh, victory or the pursuit of of championships. So uh, I think that uh, you know. In the end, who am I to say that's not good? Because he, he he's got six championship rings to show for that. But I think it had a it had a uh, it, it was tough on his on his uh, colleague. I think Scotty Pippen was uh, was quite you know hurt in some ways by the treatment he got from Chicago and 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 uh, Michael Jordan. Even though they they were good friends and great colleagues and great teammates, but you know various different aspects. So I mean. It was interesting to see that side of Jordan also, and uh, and then his rivalries with, you know, he can't stand Isaiah Thomas, uh, and there's a, there's a reason for that, and he he he's the guy who finally said it in that dream team, the Barcelona Olympics dream team, he's the guy who said I don't want Isaiah Thomas on this team, and so Isaiah has always held that in as a you know against Thomas and uh, against Jordan, so you know you wonder about those kinds of things, and that's what I say. Right at the beginning, I said what interests me much more about sports is the personalities. You know, these uh, everybody is a great player in some way. They get to the NBA, you're a pretty damn good player. But what is what is in your mind? What's going through your mind as you talk, as you deal with, as you play, as you, you deal with colleagues, as you deal with your uh, with your opponents? How do you? What are those mind games that you play on them to get them to be better, or you know, or, or to or to win your game against them? I love those aspects of the game. So, uh, you know, some of them are not so great, but that's the way the game is. You know, you, to get to number one in any in any game, it's a lonely place. You know, and to to get there, you have to, in some way, stamp on people. So, for us watchers of the game, it's it's fascinating. So, uh, this was supposed to be my last question of the last dance, but you know, the question is just popping in your head, and you want to just ask like. Uh, recently, uh, there has been a big uproar about you know breaking Indian basketball into the main scenes. Have you heard about Indian basketball? Indian, ba- yeah. Bring, bringing it into the mainstream. Main scene is uh, yeah, right. Bringing <coughs> into the world of bringing in front of the world. You know, Indian basketball hasn't so, been noticed much. So you mean maybe they'll form a professional league or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I would love to see it. I love the game so much, but do we have enough good players in India? I don't know. I mean, just because of our population, we should have pretty much a lot of good players. But is that right? Do we have any really? Good we do have, do we have. We do have some really great players. Like I won't say them; they're legendary. But yes, they are a yeah. good bunch of guys, and there's a lot of potential. I guess I have seen. Uh, so like, then I'm all for it. I would love. I would go to see the if it is an IBL if you want to call it that. I would go to see that long before I would go to the ISL or IPL or anything. I would go to the basketball league. You know, it was so, there. It was there. UBL. It was UBL. Uh, okay. It was. Uh, I guess only for uh, only for Indian professionals. And it was a small league, but then I have not even heard about this. That's that. That's the thing. It's like it was. Uh, it's just so low when it comes to Indian basketball that no one has heard of. It was if if someone uh, you know I heard this uh, Karan Madhok's 
the guy mm. who works on basketball a lot and you know mm. he covered the indian uh, india china basketball game and my friends at the ballish web podcast they were like covering they were having a chat with eklapias the only person who runs a basketball agency in india specifically for mm. indian basketball and he said that uh, you know there were guys who came out of uh no we talking about you know, india and china is so great giving mm-hmm. all the analytics but no one ever knew that india beat china in basketball at the fiba is that right yeah it did wow wow i didn't even know this i would love to to see that game or to see more games like that you know i mean i think there's great potential you know it's such an exciting game and uh, it's so so beautiful athletic in so many ways it could be a huge crowd drawer you know if it's the only and why shouldn't we why shouldn't india become as competitive as uh, as the us and well it may take a while because the us the, gra- the game is so grounded in their in their population it may take a while for india to get up but we could certainly be competitive with some of the european teams or the south american teams i don't think that i don't think that we even have a drafted imagine. player we even have a drafted yes. player is sitting down there in punjab or somewhere isn't he, he was drafted by what the dallas team dallas mavericks satnam yeah. singh yeah so but he's not he's never played for them he played for them but it was a very brief period and then okay. he came so he's back cut he, now yeah he's so, been cut by the team uh not cut by the team he had a very less experience then he went to the g league again so like that way okay. and right now it's like uh, right now this year only uh, the india started a g league team uh, ignite okay and it was like okay. you bring out special players a uh, college players or players uh-huh. in, international and fortunately there's an indian player there like g league is a growing league like you develop players there who then go to the hmm. nba so principal singh so okay. he got selected from india and he is like playing alongside the future stars of the india who knows okay. a lot of players okay. opted out from the draft and they wanted to go yeah. through g league i guess it was okay. commercial reason but the way india has pumped up money in the ignite team and principal singh is going there it's like i just thought why not india should yeah. have a we should have, we, we should have a league we should have, and then take the best players and, and produce a team and you know compete in the olympics or whatever there's no <coughs> i really feel there's much more i actually feel is much more potential for india to become good at basketball than there is in soccer or or uh, you know some other sports i think i don't know why i think maybe because it's a it's, it needs less facilities you just need basically you need a basket right uh, you put it up at a certain height you can even play on a half court you don't even need a you can play the get pretty good playing at half court so whereas in football you need a whole field and you know, yeah so where do you have that kind of space so i mean i think there's potential for uh, for basketball in india i'd like to see that yeah even if everyone of us wants to see that after this big push we have got why not yeah Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll end there, I guess. I've exceeded my time limit, Dilip. Like All right. It was supposed okay. to end on nine thirty, but it's like nine fifty, twenty minutes more. But okay. it was a great talking to you, like talking about the nineteen eighties NBA, and then you know talking about Jordan, James, and also there's like 
you have something a lot in yourself but you don't have someone to share it and i felt you were one of those guys that i could share something hello i guess let's delete okay so worries uh we'll end this podcast here uh okay we'll end this podcast here and they keep hearing about sports i'm thinking to bring a lot of things but i guess enjoy oh, sorry okay. it got dis- disconnected right there i don't know why i was just giving you a good nice goodbye and you just went okay right. <laughs> no it was like a great thing to talk about like a lot of things which i wanted okay. to talk good with to talk to you it was just amazing looking okay. forward to good. more things Yes, definitely. I love to talk about sports, so let's do it again. Sure, sure. Okay. Thank you so much, Dilip. All right. Bye. Bye.